0: Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Abby. This is episode... I don't know. Don't know why I always say the episode number. I don't think that really matters that much to anyone. Here we are. Back again. Thank you for joining me. My setup is a little bit different today, and I'm very happy about that because, well... It's not perfected yet, okay? So it was either I record out here where the lighting's not great, it's a weird time of day, I didn't get everything set up. For all I know, it couldn't even, the podcast could not even be recording because I have a 30-foot cord on both my microphone and my camera that connect all the way back to my PC that is in the closet. Because I moved into a studio apartment. excuse me, I moved into a studio apartment and I don't have my PC and my fugly gaming stuff out and about. I want it to be cute in here. So here I go again. I'm already out of breath. Maybe I should just talk a little bit slower and learn to breathe in between when I'm talking. Yeah. So there's the big news is I moved. Finally, I've been talking about it for a week. I've been talking about it for weeks now and I finally was able to. I love it here. It's almost too nice to where I, and that's not to toot my own horn because trust me, I will be barely affording to eat. (laughs) I'm kidding, kind of. It's not even nice. It's, well, it is nice, but it's just a very comforting, good, like feeling, good spirited type of place. And so I want to remain here. I want to just stay inside all day pretty much because I can see the outside from my window. I do have a really cute porch, which, which I could totally go outside and sit in. and I probably will eventually. But the first couple of days of moving, I was on my period and I was exhausted and fatigued all day. But I had to move everything. So today we have we have a Dear Abby. We have a voicemail. Thank you guys for sending them in every time I request it. And I remind you. You guys pull through, so thank you. We're doing today's topic, I guess. Today's main topic of discussion is where I'm at in my recovery and just where I've been mentally, how I've been doing, and then I wanted to talk about the relationship with your own brain, which kind of sounds like a really weird thing to talk about, but we'll get into it. Still might be weird, but we're still going to get into it. And yeah, then Dear Abby, and then we probably won't have time for a game today. If we do, then we're playing an accent game. So I'm kind of scared I'm going to get canceled for this. But basically, I'm just doing accents. I'm horrible at accents, but I thought it would be fun. My friend made this game up and said I should do it on the podcast. So I'm just obeying her. A few quick life updates that don't have to do with my mental health. I've been listening to um, Jungkook from BTS, his... Solo, his single, whatever song that he released, seven. And I love it. For all the haters out there saying that it's not that good because come up with a better, you know, what is it? The chorus is basically like the main chorus is just saying the days of the week, which to be fair, I get. But I also just think, I don't think he was trying to do anything that deep. I think this was just a fun song. People can make fun songs, not everything has to be like this crazy song. I don't know. I think he was just going for that. So. It was I liked it. I thought it was a good fun song. Obviously, I moved. So that's a big life update. I've been redoing the place that I moved into not a ton. I was lucky. I was lucky enough to move into a friend's place. And she had a bunch of stuff already in this studio for me to use. So she left a bunch for me. So I'm like, so grateful. I've been very blessed by getting this Apartment, and I'm literally going to be so grateful every single day as much as I possibly can. And I'm excited to kind of get like, kind of put my own spin on the place. I already redid a couple things and painted a couple things. So yeah, I'm excited to see how it turns out. But blah, 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 blah. Who cares about me painting? Ooh, cool. Good for you, Abby. You've been doing a normal DIY home decor stuff. Uh, honestly, uh, that yawn is appropriate cuz I was going to say I've honestly just watched a lot of TV lately if I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not going to act like I've been living my best life right now because my best life has been fatigued on my period and wanting to watch Hulu and Love Island. That's what I've been doing. Um is it the most productive thing I could have been doing? Yes, for me at that time. Yes, I was literally so tired. You guys it's, it's one of those things where I have to be more, I'm trying to be more um, intentional with my time and that doesn't mean like I have to get more and more and more done. I think it's just, I, I kept telling myself, don't try to guilt trip yourself for just wanting to relax and yes, probably waste time air quotes by watching tv and just like letting your mind just kind of relax for a little bit uh probably not great for dopamine it's just one of those things where I just wanted I was just so tired and I just couldn't even. I like literally couldn't even think straight and every time I would do meditation and I would try to do all that stuff and it was still just like I just wanted to watch TV. And I actually don't watch that much TV, if I'm being honest. I maybe watch Survivor like one or two episodes every three days with my boyfriend. Other than that, I don't really watch a ton of TV unless I'm with people or whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to let myself have a binge kind of week alone in my new place. And it's been amazing. But also, I'm kind of getting over it already until the next month probably (laughs) so yeah Uh, so no shame in um, letting yourself actually like Sorry, I don't even think I finished my thought but I was saying I'm trying to let myself just rest when I actually want to rest and not try to convince myself out of it or be like oh just get up and do this it's like, as a woman I genuinely feel so tired for a couple of days out of the month more than a couple of days and I'm just going to listen to that. And I still went on a run and I, you know, did some Pilates, but like Matt at home Pilates because it's so effing expensive. So I did like slower stuff and I didn't go crazy. But I think for most of the day, I was like, I kind of just want to paint and watch TV and do laundry, you know, and that was fun for me. Okay, moving on. So other than that, I don't really have too many other life updates for you everyone's probably like, oh, hallelujah. Let's go into my mental health update. It's been a really reflective couple of days for me. Again, I've been cooped up in my new place and have just kind of let my thoughts wander and which is spooky sometimes. And I but I had a therapy appointment yesterday. So I go to therapy for OCD and anxiety and also like depression. But I feel like for all of them i've kind of ha- have, they're pretty manageable now sometimes i still they things really really bother me like intrusive thoughts images um urges sensations like all of that stuff i still experience that multiple times throughout the day But as far as compulsions go, which that's that is the disorder is uh, they're way, 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 way down to where I barely even do any compulsions. And when I do, I catch them really fast. But I'm still not perfect. You know, I think for me at this point, I've had so many breakthroughs with my recovery. And I think it's just being patient and pushing forward and whatever that looks like for me. My therapist well, just on the app that I use to do therapy, they have like an assessment test that you have to do before your appointment. I think it's every week or every other week. I haven't gone to him in like three months. So I haven't had therapy in three months because it's kind of expensive. We went over the assessment and I was like, the best I've, the, the best I've ever, no, the second best I've ever been." So there was one other point, I think it was right after my divorce where I felt like because I was so supported, I had so many people rallying behind me. And it was fresh and I was just like nothing will tear me down. And I was on top of the world almost in a weird way because I think after those types of events, sometimes I guess this is the way that I coped. I feel like I was had my back more than ever, like my own back more than ever, when I really need to. But when I get more bored and when life is just kind of mediocre, I feel like that's when I kind of start to betray myself almost or just like get really in my head and get really, I don't know, just let things eat at me more. Yeah, I was on a high but this is the second best I've ever been I couldn't even really get emotional about it because I think I'm still almost like emotionally stagnant which is really weird like I I, sometimes I want to cry but I just can't get myself to and I feel very disconnected sometimes when that happens because I genuinely like flowing with emotions and crying and laughing and obviously like normal things (laughs) But I just like, it's almost like I'm scared to because I know it might just get ripped away again. I don't even know, but it's just interesting. So I'm hoping that if I just keep going and keep backing myself and trying that maybe someday I can kind of get back into just letting things flow. But Yeah, it is weird being emotionally stagnant. I think also just with depression, you sometimes just feel like you can't even cry because you've cried so much that you literally are like, I cannot. Emotionally, I have nothing left to give. So I just feel like a robot. But you're still human, you know, even if you're a robot human, you are a cyborg, let's say half is that half robot, half human, whatever. You're still human, even if you feel like you're just going through the motions, but maybe just start to bring awareness to the colors, like the sounds that you hear. I will say that every single episode probably to bring it back to your senses because I think those are like the biggest miracles in life is just that we can like feel, we can smell, we can see colors. We There's detail in things. I think that's beautiful. I fight with my brain on like, oh, that's not a big deal. Like whatever, that's just life. And I really fight to keep that like childlike wonder to be. I'm trying to feed the voice that's more grateful and more positive and sometimes i get scared that it's going to get drained out but i think as long as i'm just choosing to be present and choosing to be like no that green is a beautiful shade of green it's amazing that i can taste this fruit you know god's candy you know all of these things and then actual candy which is also god's candy in my opinion for me with OCD, I've just always felt like if I didn't have OCD, my life would be perfect. If I didn't have OCD, everything would be 100% better. I would be so happy. I would never be ungrateful ever again once I get rid of this disorder. And that's just not based in reality, which which is a really hard pill to swallow, I think. And I had a support group a while ago about OCD and depression and how the two of them are a pretty sad mix (laughs) because you start to feel better with your OCD just you're not doing compulsive behaviors but you still feel like shiz and so you just got out of this like horrible cycle of just like misery and suffering and then you get intrusive thoughts and instead of feeling anxious you just feel nothing and that kind of freaks you out again so you just have to get past that part of it again so it just sucks when you get out of it and you're like oh I'm still depressed (laughs) and I and I struggle a lot because there's a lot of things on Instagram and TikTok you know that's like you have those gurus who talk about how depression isn't real and all you got to do is eat healthy or all you got to do is this all you got to do is this I love when people give people hope and something that they can do to try to feel better but to me personally it's been kind of damaging like a lot of empty promises of of timing like if you do this if you take this then you'll feel better and If you just get up every morning and go on a run or get up and do this and you'll, you know, your OCD, your depression will go away because your body, and not that I don't believe that, but I think when you've done a bunch of things, you've done the cold showers, you've done things consistently and you've been consistent as best as any normal human can and you still have like a lingering illness or disorder that's just never it might just never totally be gone. For me, it feels better when people acknowledge that you might have to suffer with that for a really long time and you might it might take like 10 years for you to be less depressed and it might take 10 years for you to really feel better with your OCD and to not have it bother you. And to me, that's a much better promise because I feel like that's more real to how it actually all works, you know, how change works. It's not something that you see something and it changes your perspective forever and everything's perfect and you get healed from your depression or OCD or anxiety. I think it just takes so much time. So if you feel like you're trying to heal from something or you've struggled with you know, some type of mental illness or any illness and people are giving you empty promises, obviously try as much as you can to do certain things that you know will be beneficial to your health and to your, to, to your soul, to your spirit, but also recognizing that it it's not going to happen really fast and it might take a really long time, but that's okay because there you're in no rush. Sometimes I feel like that's what social media tries to make me feel is like I'm in this rush like even spiritually like just a million different things make me feel like I have to fix a million things at once about myself which is great and I love to change but I think it just takes a long time that kind of gets into our main topic which I've kind of already talked a little bit about but I wanted to talk about um, taking the lead with your brain and changing your relationship a little bit with your brain in regards to how you speak to it how you think about it. For a long time, I suffered with, you know, my brain just caused me a lot of pain. And I think almost every person on planet Earth and probably other planets can relate to this if they have a brain that it just causes you a lot of pain, honestly. And so for me personally, though, my brain has been the one thing I always fight with. It's been one thing that has caused me a lot of suffering. And, you know, obviously I have OCD. So I haven't kind of there's a part of my brain that's very OCD and I have to have some type of relationship with my brain and for a long time it was really negative and I hated my brain like I just hated it I hated my brain it felt like it wasn't me and it felt like an intruder sometimes it made me feel a little bit better because it's like the more I mean to my brain the more improving to myself that I don't like the thoughts that I don't like those ideas I don't like that but I think the The more time I've had to really work on my recovery, my OCD, my anxiety, I've realized the kinder and the more gentle I am with my brain and the better my relationship with it gets, the better I feel and the more power I feel like I have over my brain. And the more power I feel like I have over my brain, almost the scarier I felt like I felt a little bit scared about that because it's just uncomfortable. That just takes time, I think, to build up confidence and to build up, yeah, confidence in yourself and knowing that you can handle being more in control, you know, of your brain and in control of your life. What was I saying? What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So my brain just kind of felt like a stranger and I was gonna have to live with it you know because it's inside of my head and I use it all the time I'm using it right now I just had so many arguments with my brain like I felt so disconnected from it I wanted to escape it like it was it was horrible and that was something that I was unknowingly doing and making myself feel worse so I decided one day because I was I think I was walking it wasn't that long ago but I was on a walk and I was like you know what I'm gonna have to deal with these thoughts I'm gonna have to deal with my brain my whole life and I don't want to think of it as like a chore or something that sucks because that's a horrible life to live and I want to be grateful for my breath I want to be grateful for everything because I just want to feel joy And I want to have purpose and, you know, all that stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to decide to try to befriend my brain in whatever way I can when you have OCD. It's not befriending the ideas or the thoughts, but it's, and that's kind of hard for me to distinguish, but just befriending that my brain has always been trying to help me. My brain has always tried to help me. It just doesn't have all the information. It's trying to help me. It doesn't have all the information. I need to be friends with it because if not, I'm just going to make myself more miserable, which I didn't think was possible, but I think it is. So I wanted to befriend my brain. And in order to do that, I realized I had to be careful how I talk to it, which is to myself. I'm going to have to treat it almost like a little baby. And I don't know if this is the best thing to do. Okay, so again, I'm not a therapist or professional. Okay, this has just kind of helped me. I treat it like a little baby, like a dumb little cute little baby that's like so scared it doesn't understand stuff it doesn't know everything that I know which is weird but I guess it kind of makes sense be careful what you feed your brain okay your brain is probably so freaking tired if all you're doing is fire what is it fire hosing housing wait what what am I trying to say a fire hose okay whatever the saying is where you're just like putting so much information into your brain all day different ideas, different things. Everything's all over the place. Everything's contradictory. Everything's back and forth. Your brain is like a little baby. If you don't want to be overwhelmed, and I'm talking to myself in this, we should not consume so much freaking stuff on the internet. And I think it's great to hear other people's opinions and hear about philosophies and religions and all of these different practices that people do. And I love learning about that stuff. And I never will not want to learn about that stuff. But sometimes we just get bombarded with it. And we do it to ourselves. I don't know if any of this is helpful at all. But this is just what I've been prac like been just trying out, you know, just trying stuff out. So something I just learned a lot about in therapy and just YouTube and Different thing, different psychologists that talk about the brain and it has a lot to do with like how much we can control what certain hormones get released throughout the day. And that's our responsibility. Don't be scared of it. I think that's the other thing is I would be so freaking scared of my brain. I still sometimes am. But the more you run away from it, the more you want to run away from anything that you're scared of, the more it'll affect you, the more it'll have a grasp on you. And you might think I'm the exception because this is my fear. You are not the exception. I promise you. No one is. That's just how it works. That's how I've seen it work. That's how I've come to know how it works, especially with OCD. Trust me, I'm a great person to ask about running from fears. It's all I want to do all day, every day, but you have to run towards them. And I'm horrible at this sometimes, but I just know this has just worked for me every single time. So if you're scared of your brain... If you're scared of sitting alone with your thoughts, you know, that sounds scary. Sounds scary to me too. Move towards that though. Sit move towards that, sit alone with your thoughts, and maybe you need someone to be there for you for a little bit until you can do it by yourself. Me and me and my sister were talking about this book that she read about something about a thorn and you have a thorn stuck in you and then you spend your whole life building things and wearing certain clothes and cutting out holes in your clothes so that your your thorn doesn't get bothered and then eventually after you've changed everything about your house, your wardrobe, where you go, what you do, how you live, then you're like, oh, it doesn't bother me anymore. But you've changed everything so that you don't have to have the thorn be bothered or touched. And instead of doing that, try something different and try to just pull the thorn out. Don't build your life around the thorn we can be scared of that. And trust me, I totally understand from like the depth of my soul, (laughs) how horrifying sometimes that can feel. For me, it's been the way out. It's really scary. And it still sometimes is really hard and scary for me. But I've been the best I've ever been. And it's not that's not perfect. So I'm not promising you like a perfect life after you do this once or something. (laughs) But just maybe slowly. I know it's kind of a niche thing to talk about. But I think It's something that I would have loved to hear a long time ago, so maybe that's why I'm talking about it. Cool. Okay, so now we have a Dear Abby. Let's listen to it. Dear Abby, I'm going into my junior year of high school this fall, and my sister is leaving for college very soon. I'm used to having her by my side, like, all of the time, and I know it will be a rough transition not having her with me. Do you have any tips for adjusting to this big change of not having my best friend around? Thank you so much. And I love the podcast. Well, that sucks. Hmm. I think don't turn away from how hard it might be acknowledging or just kind of feeling those things of being scared because you're leaving someone familiar and you won't have them with you all the time physically. But I mean, we do have ways to communicate, definitely. But I, I get it. It's not the same when you move away and when you're in different places doing different things it is a big transition but yeah I think just letting yourself be sad because I think that just means that you really have someone that's special to you and I think that's beautiful yeah I don't know let yourself be sad and then when you're ready to kind of move on and not like forgetting that move on but just move on from being sad then you can really start to enjoy it and just kind of lean into how uncomfortable it might feel and how vulnerable you might feel because sometimes when we have a sister or best friend, that's always there whenever we go do something. It's They're kind of like our support system, like our crutch sometimes because maybe they're the type that ask the waiters to get something for you, you know? I'm saying that because personally, I always had my sister do everything for me when we went somewhere. But having someone... Now be gone, that kind of maybe did that with you, or maybe not. This is totally me just guessing I have no idea. This is just me projecting. um but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with wanting to spend a bunch of time with someone and sharing experiences with someone. or it's not the end of your relationship, so I think to definitely still invest as much time as you can into that relationship and Facetime call plan stuff together, just keeping vulnerable stay in touch as much as you can check in with them and I think you could still stay super close but it definitely will be different we don't have any more time really for games but my favorite accent that I do is Australian and so maybe I have an Australian listener you might have heard me say this before but I just love the way you say no which this might not even be like everything but whenever I watch Love Island Australia and they go nor 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 don't do that i don't know how to do the rest of it but just nor nor (laughs) nor (laughs) Uh, it's so classic i i i truly say it like 20 times a day probably when me and my boyfriend sometimes answer the phones we say hello because we can't get enough of it I eat that shiz up. I eat your accent up, okay? Australian's probably my favorite, so I don't have time to do all of them, but that would be a fun one because I'm horrible at them, but I also might get people riled up against me because they would be horrible and possibly offensive if you would take that offensively, but... Yeah. I think I'm just going to wrap it up there. I'm so sorry that my video was being dumb. Half of it kept turning on and turning off, turning on, turning off. I sound like a freaking broken record. I just can't really pay to buy a massive camera. I genuinely cannot. So I will try to figure out why it overheats and buy new batteries. I already bought a new battery, but I guess maybe just find a, a a cooler, I can put it into a cooler when I'm recording. I don't freaking know what the issue is. My um what is it called? Setup qual setup quality? My um my camera tech is is not high end what whatsoever. So thank you guys for watching. If you did and sorry to disappoint you once again I suck. I freaking know. It's so everything's so expensive. Everything is so expensive right now. Literally, let me say it one more time. Expense-ive. And with that, because it is, I'm going to go have probably sourdough with cheddar cheese. Just cut cheddar cheese, not cooked. Nothing's cooked. Nothing's seasoned in hummus probably. Because that's that's a that's the most girl meal I've ever heard of. College girl meal I've ever heard of college-aged girl meal I've ever heard of. You know, just a bunch of random shiz that you find that you put together and you eat because you don't want to make... I did make pasta the other day, though, and it was really good, but it's just so expensive to make an actual recipe. Why do people think it's cheaper to make recipes? It's freaking not. It's genuinely not cheap to do that. Well, I hope this was a semi-good episode of Dear Abby. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm genuinely shocked anytime I go look at my analytics and I have more than one person listening, let alone hundreds. And hopefully one day we can get to thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions. Just kidding. I'd be happy with the state like this because I just have fun doing it. And to be fair, my production, production, that's what I was looking for. My production is not the best right now. So I don't expect nothing yeah thank you guys so much for listening i hope you guys i hope you guys have a great thursday and i hope the rest of your weekend is filled with fun some laundry and tv time because to me that sounds like a good night uh some good food maybe um some good company maybe if you're in the dating scene a good date find a cute person some good Candy. Okay, I'm done with that. Bye. Love you. Bye. Don't Papa,